0: why would you not want to work with the person that you love the most? You know, right? like, why would I want to work with a stranger when I can work with her? And people are also like, um, always, do you guys fight? And it's like, what? we don't have anything to fight. We're grown ass women <laughs> yeah. who respect each other. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do?
3: <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy.
0: can hear you I'm in your car I can't believe yes. I'm in the famous car The very fancy studio yeah we had you know we had a lot of consultants create this thing for us just to make sure all the sound and lighting was perfect oh wow so it's actually a recording studio that you meticulously
3: designed to just look like at any car exactly. wow exactly I'm impressed. I mean, that's That's just how fancy we are. I can't believe you're in a home and no one will interrupt you. Are you in a house or in a (laughs) studio? I am. Well, I'm in my closet, first of all.
4: Uh, This is my uh, closet that I transformed into a podcasting place. Love it. I used to record my podcast in my actual closet surrounded by my clothes. But when we (laughs) realized that we were going to be podcasting from our closets for longer than two weeks, you know, when the you know, the pandemic kept going and going, that thing, uh, I transformed my guest bedroom into a home office and I transformed the guest bedroom closet into a podcasting closet. Good for you. Geosuperf- you love- so now we can have no guests. No one can come sleep right. at our house. There's no, but, and you know what? I think that's okay. That's all right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you like, um, do you like working from home or are you over it?
4: No, I like it. I, although I miss recording in studio, I think, um, because, you know, I have a partner like you, you know, my best friend, Angela, we do the podcast together and it's so different being together in person than it is each podcasting from our closets, you know, so she live close to you at least she does. She lives, I mean, 15 minutes away. Oh, perfect. Not as close as you guys, but you know, close.
3: Yeah, are you are you loving podcasting? Because I feel like some people love it, and then others find it like it's a thing to do. I
4: love it. I'm fully passionate about it. This is like my new career. Like
3: I love it.
0: Oh my gosh, are you going to introduce her? Or are we just going to? Oh, I feel like everyone.
3: <laughs> I. You know what's funny is this weekend I did a, a story and was like, who would be your dream podcast collab? And it was, it was you and it kept coming up. And I was like, that's so insane. I was like, we're actually doing one and they, we are bad. We should have had Angela on here too. Like, don't know how that one slipped, but we can do that again with the two of you because your podcast is like famous. So Jenna Fisher was like the one. And I was like, she's coming on. Well, you know, Angela is actually shooting today. So, Perfect. the
4: reason I'm able to do this with you is because my business partner is busy today. So, we'll have to find a time though because she would love to come on. We'll do best friends and
0: best friends. I love. Now, did you um did you meet Angela on the set of the office or were you friends before? No,
4: I met her on the set of the office and You know, the reception desk on the office is kind of like an island. It was very lonely. I did not have a desk mate. Everybody else had a clump. Everybody else had someone to talk to. And we did not have directors' chairs on the office. It was very, very low budget, especially when it started. And so in between scenes, you sat at your desk. That was your chair. That was your spot. So I was there alone a lot. And, um, Steve Carell was similar. Steve Carell was like alone in his office and he and I would commiserate. Sometimes we would say, oh, we don't have a person. We're like uh, in these little islands. Well, Angela was the closest person to me. We had a little partition between our desks and she would pop her head over and she would chit chat with me. She's very chatty. She is, (laughs) she's never met a stranger. That's her personality. And I'm, I'm more shy So she would just chat me up. She was so friendly and she made me less nervous and she kind of took away all my social anxieties because she was so just, I don't know, just easy, you know, just easy and loving and accepting. I just liked
0: her right away. So that's how we met was just working together. I love it. Okay, I have a really stupid question because right now I'm imagining and you haven't said this, but I don't don't know if it's true or not. Was the office actually filmed in an office building or it was a set? So the first season it was filmed in actual
4: offices.
0: Oh,
4: So what they did was they rented a big soundstage um, where you would normally put a set, but instead we made that the warehouse of the office set. And then the offices... Where you would normally have, you know, actual people working to run a show, we shot in those actual offices. So it was really far away, though. It was in an area of town that was quite a drive for everybody. So when we got picked up for a second season, they rented a different warehouse a little closer to everyone, and they built to scale exactly what those real offices were from the season one
3: cool did you um I feel like at, so now with social media because social media wasn't a huge thing when you started the office like it wasn't what it is today do you feel like people still want you to be your character when they meet you or <laughs> because of social media like because of social media they can actually know the real you are is. I don't know I find it so interesting because people meet us and they're like oh you're just like you are on social media. I'm like, well, what else would we be like? But We're I guess actors. actors are different than social media people.
4: Yeah, I think social media and the podcast have helped people get to know me a little bit better. Um, you know, Angela is so different from her character. The second you meet her, yeah. it is clear to you that she is not Angela Martin's stuffy accountant who's judgy right you now. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, the line is a little bit more blurred because... I'm definitely shy when people approach me, and I think that that takes on a very Pam-like character, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely not like Pam. I was more like Pam when I was younger, but, you know, I'm 48 now, so I have evolved as I imagine Pam would have if we'd
3: stayed with her. Right. I, I, my husband, uh, um, he, we watch, I, you're off, you're still on in my bedroom. Often I come like, you're still on, on, on. and I t- in Canada. You're on all the time over here. It's still airing it's the thing that you need to catch like every night before you go to bed. It's always on. And I, I just, it's so, it's so interesting to me because he is someone that could watch. I feel like there's people who could watch over and over and over again, the same things mm-hmm. like that never, it's like a comfort which is what children do all the time. And you're like, you've seen this. We're like, let's see it again. The office itself, like the same thing over and over and over and over again. So when you left, when you transitioned out of there, you did a bunch of things. What led you to become, work with your, I know you, you we had a conversation on DMs about working with your best friend and like, how does that decision come about? Because like you, everyone asks you guys, do you fight? how do you do it? Like, it seems to be this like gold ring standard of, and do you really want to start a business with your best friend? That's probably not a good idea.
4: What, yeah. People always, that start. it's so funny because people will ask the question, what's it like working with your best friend? And the tone is like, that sounds terrible. Like yeah. what a horrible idea. Um, well after the office, um, I had one child, and I immediately had a second child. So the first thing I wanted to do, well, I guess, yes, that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to remember my own timeline. <laughs> uh, so the the first thing I wanted to do was be like a big old pregnant mama with nothing to do but grow this human and take yoga classes, With my son, I was working on The Office. You saw me pregnant on the show. My second baby on the show was my first pregnancy in real life. And as soon as he was born, I had to keep working. And I, I felt like I wanted a different experience the second time around. Like, just lots of freedom. So I was able to do that. And I was, like, so grateful for it. And then after that, I kind of was getting back into acting again. And... The demands of acting and having two kids, I found it really overwhelming um, on a lot of levels. So on the one hand, as an actor, I think there's a certain level of self-involvement that lends itself to disappearing into a role, the research that has to be done, um... And then it's just very, very consuming, not just the work hours, but the thought hours, the, at least that's the way I approach acting. And I didn't want to disappear from my family mentally. I didn't want to disappear in a role. When I was younger and I didn't have those family responsibilities, it didn't bother me. It was fun. It was like, oh my gosh, I get to be this other person for two months while I do this movie. But that just wasn't it wasn't calling to me anymore, so I was taking roles that maybe didn't require that kind of work, yeah, but then those roles weren't as much fun to me, so mm-hmm. like it was a weird thing, and it's more like,
3: than it, go ahead you're a, it's like you're a working mom doing a job you don't love, but because i can i i we we were talking about today working moms who, when you have to leave, does your mindset like change? And then you have to come home and put the mom hat back on Then, But I'm imagining as an actor, you have to have even another level of self-involvement where you have to become someone else and then walk back into your house at four or like at nighttime and become someone else and then go back out the door again.
4: Yeah. And it was, it was just like a lot to hold. And, um, and then also I was missing a lot I was missing parent-teacher conferences. I mean, this is something any working parent has to juggle. Like, how do I do my job, but then also show up for the things that are important to me and to my family to show up to? And Angela and I would talk about this all the time. And we would say, what if we could be our own bosses? What if we set our own schedule? What if we were, this was the phrase, the architects of our own time? And it just sounded like kind of a pipe dream, you know? It was like, but we're actors and this is how the acting world Mm. works. You know, we, you're never going to get that kind of agency in an acting job. You're just not. So we just kept daydreaming about it. And then one day while I was on set of this show splitting up together, Oliver Hudson, who I was working with, who I would just keep saying to him, how could I, I don't know. I would talk out loud, you know, journal out loud to him. And he said, Jenna, you should look into podcasting. I think this would tick all the boxes for you. And then June Diane Raphael was a guest star on Splitting Up Together, and she has a successful podcast. And I was like, June, talk to me about podcasting. And she spent the whole day telling me about podcasting. So then I called Angela, and I was like, lady, (laughs) I think I have it. We're switching careers. We're going into podcasting. And that kind of started it. And then we had to do all kinds of research, you know? Then we were like, oh my gosh, we don't know anything about this business. This is a whole industry. And and that was kind of like, we were like, well, are we going to do this? We're going to start a business together? We're going to be each other's like, you didn't like, even ask her.
0: Like, you guys even, it's just like, we're
3: doing well, this. I was and just she was curious like, what yeah. Angela
0: said when you called her up. Was she like, wait, what does that mean? Like, can you tell me more about it? It's like, not you like you work? were you were looking to start a
3: business together. It's just like you were like, and we're switching lives." What did she say?
4: Well, we'd always wanted to find a way to work together again. Right. Since okay. the office. So for a while, we would joke that we were going to take over the fourth hour of the Today Show from Kathy, Lee, and Hoda. Would have this was like that. our life goal. We're like, we're going to drink rosé. And we talk about the day's topics. Um, And then we said, oh, maybe we should have a talk show. But then we realized, oh, no, this is segueing perfectly. Like we, you know, so she was in it from the beginning. She was like, tell me more. Yes, she was a giant yes. And then we just sort of methodically, over several months, you know, started researching podcasts and, figuring out what our format could be and how are we going to do this together? And of course, that's when everybody was asking us if we thought it was a good idea for best friends to go into business together. And I don't know about you guys, but, and this was why I think I just love you guys and I love following you guys because you're such a great, um, you're just such a great example of what happens when two women team up and are best friends and just spend their lives building the other up and each other up and you just keep, it's amazing. I had no doubt that Angela and I would work well together. We had worked together. We have the same work ethic. I knew that. Mm. We don't have the same work style, though. What do you like, mean? I am an early riser, and I like to get my best work done before noon. Right. Angela likes to wake up and have some tea. Enter Mm. slowly into the day, maybe take a walk, look at some flowers, take pictures of (laughs) hummingbirds. And then she'll sort of like say she's going to get started at a certain time, but then she'll get distracted. (laughs) And, you know, and then I'll be like done. I'm like, I'm finished. Like now my afternoon is that like I like to get all the work done first. And Angela loves to work late at night Mm. and I go to bed super early Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, like, we had to figure out, like, how do we make this work? Because, like, I would end my work day as her day was starting. And then she would send me messages and need mm-hmm. feedback. And I would feel like, well, wait, now I'm working more, like, double. Because yeah. I worked and now I'm working again. Yeah. And, um, and she would feel stressed out when she would, like, wake up at 8 in the morning to, like, 50 emails from me. Yeah. Because I've been working, you know? Yes. So it was just though, it was just conversation and appreciating one another's processes and knowing like, I can't make her be a morning worker and I'm never going to be working at 11 at night. And like, don't text me anything work related after 8 p.m. I can't shut my brain off Right. to sleep. I can't do it. So it was a lot about like learning about how each other does our best work. And we figured it out and we both get to work how we want. And then there's always a couple hours in the day that cross over. So anything that we have to discuss in real time, we put it in that little corridor.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
3: We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash and today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cat and
0: You know, it's so funny. And just like that conversation is just, it's just, it's the basis for uh, every good relationship is communication. And I'm just thinking, you know, when we talk about like our husbands and people who have been married, it's like, don't try and change the person. You didn't try to change her. She didn't try to change you. You figured how you could work together. And that's the best, the best case scenario for a relationship, especially a working relationship. And, you know, so many people ask us, you know, we've been friends for so long. And like you said, when you have a woman who's just there to support, you through not only because she's your best friend the personal stuff but also able to like compromise and and have a business together why would you not want to work with the person that you love the most you know like why would I want to work with a stranger when I can work with her and people are also like um always you guys fight and it's like, what, we don't have anything to fight. We're grown ass women <laughs> yeah. who respect each other. Like if we have if we have the difference of opinion, we're going to talk about it. And sometimes we'll just be okay with being different or we'll see the other person's side and be like, that's a great idea. And you know, the business isn't personal, if that makes sense. So if you
3: can step outside and like look at what you're trying to accomplish versus she doesn't like my idea or they don't like my, it's not, mm-hmm. I think we have no personal attachment to something we're doing so it although it is something we are personally attached to we don't think the other one thinks badly of us because it's a different idea right you kind of have to know yourself really well in order to work with someone because every insecurity will come up if you're not cool with who you are and you can personalize and feel attacked when a
0: conversation happens which we really don't have no. And you know, why would you want to surround yourself around people who think exactly the same way as you all the time? There's something interesting about that. If she's, if she's likes everything I like, then well, I'm not unique. You know, we have to be both unique to make a great pair. Yeah. I, everything you're saying.
4: yes, <laughs> Just a giant. Yes. And <laughs> it's been such a gift, you know, I love going into meetings and I know now there's this person who just has my back. I mean, it's the power of two. Yes. And, and also like if her kid has a special event and she doesn't want to work that day, I'm going to back her up. You yep. know, now there's, you can't have either of us, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so
3: it's um, I, I love that aspect of it too. And you also, I feel like we take bigger risks because if the other one is like, well, we'll try it and you, you don't get stuck in, you know, the failures as as much. Well, we, we have a lot of failures, but we don't feel them as much. I think because both of us can work through them really quickly because there's two of you and you kind of validate each other and you move on rather than thinking like, wow, what, what was that? Why did that happen? And with two perspectives, you move through things a lot faster. Well, we move through, yeah. move, move, move through things a lot faster. But, you know, one thing that comes
4: up for us is um, we'll be working really intensely, talking every single day. And this happened recently. A, while, a couple of weeks had gone by. We were in the final phases of uh, doing the layout of our book and we were podcasting and we were double recording to create space for a break. You know, it was like really intense. Yeah. And um, And Angela just said, lady, I miss you. Uh-huh. I know I'm talking to you every day, but we're only talking about work. Right. And she said, can we just like have like a best friend download? Like, there's so much stuff I need to tell you about. Like, like she was doing this kitchen project. She's like, I, I do you even know what's happening with my kitchen project? I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Right. So sometimes though, working together, we forget to do the best friend part and we have to, we have to make sure we get in our BFF time too.
0: I love that because it's so true. If anybody is doing like a, like a house project or anything like that he's like I need to know every stage of this house project. And I also need to know what, like we need to debrief about the husbands. Like sometimes if we haven't talked about our husbands in a while, we literally will just text each other. I can't believe I didn't tell you this. And it happened like last night. She's like, it feels so long I was like, oh. How do I not know this is the afternoon, happened last night. And then we just say to each other, we just like, it's what out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like where, meaning like, where's your relationship out of 10 <laughs> this weekend? <laughs> I know, like, are we, are we, are we inviting our husbands out to a double date? Or are we going out alone? Like where is, where are they at? The out of 10s. I, I Which I have to ask you,
3: do your, your partners ever get jealous of the friendship? Because that is another big question we get is, is there any jealousy within the friendship from the, the spouses?
4: No, I think they are so grateful that we have each other. Yes. I mean, Angela and I are both people who process by like talking things out. We talk everything out. Like yes. we say it doesn't exist until we've told each other. Yes. And... So, and I'm that way with my husband too. But I mean, I think every once in a while he'll say, is this something you want to download with Angela? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe this is a phone call to Angela, you know, because so true. I think you need her right now. So they like it and they're good friends. You know, they're not best friends, but they're good friends and our right. families are friends. And so it works. Same, same. No, they
0: don't get, they don't get jealous. Okay. Neither do we, ours. We pick the. We all pick the right men. They're yeah. confident enough to know that they don't need to have a hundred percent of us, and that they, they can share us. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, what do you, what do you? So many people are like,
3: I wish I had someone like your Angela or like, and like, what do you think? What I have, I don't have the answer for this, but what do you think that is? Where two women can like live
0: side by side without the bullshit that like, goes. Why is in? that so
3: hard yeah. for so many
0: women to understand? what the four of us have?
4: I don't know because Mm. I feel lucky. Like, how did I meet my husband? How did I meet my perfect match? I don't know, you know, Mm. good timing. Maybe I, I don't know, you know, and how did, how did I get so lucky to meet Angela and have it be a match? I mean, I think some of it is just simply luck. Mm -hmm. And then readiness, like, are you ready to have, a best friend? Like, are you good at, like, I don't know what you have to be good at, but listen, I don't have a ton of friends. I -hmm. have one best friend and then I have a few other friends. Mm -hmm. But, um, I'm also a person who I think likes having one best friend rather than a big social group. You know, I like that intense download with one person. And so maybe that's also my personality gears me more toward, that but I mean Angela and I didn't find each other until we were in our 30s I'd never had a best friend like her before that um oh wow this is that's very and it totally changed my life when she came into my life oh
3: do you think this is a question for both of you (laughs) it feels like partners are more common than, than good best friends. That's what it feels like. It's easier to find a partner than one best friend for like, I, 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 I'm just thinking of it as you oh, say that. I could, you, I could find lots of partners. Do you think? <laughs> there's only one you, babe. Do you think that it's harder to find a best friend than a partner or no? I mean,
4: I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, you know, I think we gear ourselves for finding that like love partner In a way, maybe we have to approach finding a best friend the way we approach
3: finding a love partner, you know? I feel like, I really do feel like when I was sitting here, I can think of so many people who are married or have partners or who are with people, and then a lot less who have that one person who is a steady in their life who they can, like, there's good friends, but then there's people who change your life is what you're, you know, like, People she definitely
4: she changed my life like, yeah. and it's like I have no doubt that Angela loves me and I have no doubt that my husband loves me. Mm-hmm. And to just have those two people who you just know have your back in life is it's
0: it's profound. it's yeah, it's really amazing. It's profound It is profound We are we are we are we are all so, so lucky. What's your new
3: book about Tell that's coming about out? And, and, and I think the people who don't know your podcast, uh, we need to talk about that too. So first of all, what is the new book about?
4: Okay, so the book is called The Office BFFs and I wrote it with Angela, who is <laughs> <and with> my <laughs> BFF. And it is a memoir of both our time on The Office and of our almost 20-year best friendship. So we talk about meeting. I talk about her poking her head up over that partition. And we talk about how our friendship evolved as our careers on the office evolved. And then we also talk a little bit beyond. So, but we talk, we, we also have like 400 personal photos in the book. And that was like, we combed that down from thousands. Where and do all you personal these photo From where? From our like own you, cameras from, from on YouTube. the side of the office. Of everybody, take my pictures. Oh of, my. Whole, of everybody from the beginning. So Angela and I are the only people who brought our cameras to the pilot shoot of the office. Stop no it. one has ever seen these pictures. They're going to be in the book. NBC did not send a photographer to photograph the pilot of the office. I think maybe they didn't think it was going to go well. <laughs> so, so I don't think NBC really sent anybody to take pictures until later, you know, right. and
2: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns. So all
4: those early years we have, and these are pictures taken on like those cameras
0: that you had to like turn in and get. Yes. Like oh my those gosh! Disposable like there thingies, was no selfie. You know? There and like no, self, you know no my selfies. Daughter, my daughter makes me buy those cameras for her now, and she takes them and develops them because she likes the look. And I said, there's a filter that can make them look that way. No, she needs the real, authentic, disposable camera. And though she has an, like a sweet iPhone. You know, my son took one on a camping trip.
4: And we cannot get it developed anywhere. We can't oh, find no. anywhere to take it. Uh, we've taken it to all the Walgreens and the CVS's and all that, and they they're saying, um,
0: "Oh, we don't do that anymore." Oh we don't know gosh. how to get this film developed. Oh my gosh! Isn't well, if, that crazy? If you run if you run out of waste, ship it to us, and we'll develop okay. them back. Somehow, my daughter is developing them somewhere. I don't know where she goes. I mean, you might get a camera full of okay. some like
4: third grade camping trip
0: photos. No problem. We will, we will. We will do okay. it. Happen- And then were
3: you living, was office filmed in LA? Yes. And you were living there before you got the pilot.
4: Oh yeah. Um, So I have another book called um, The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, which is the story of everything that happened to me from the time I landed in Los Angeles until I got onto the office. And that was eight years. So I moved out and I, you know, was a struggling actress um, sometimes working actress for eight years before I got the role of Pam on The Office. And so you can read all about those crazy adventures. Did you
3: think, did you think The Office was going to do well when you did it? Like the first pilot season? Were you like, this is something? Um,
4: well, that's complicated because I knew it was something and I thought it was special and I thought it was really like the best thing I'd ever worked on, but I didn't know if people would like it. So I didn't know if it would take off, but I knew it was good. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought it would take off. I mean, um, and I write about this in Office BFFs. I say, um, while I was shooting the pilot of the office and waiting to hear if it was going to get picked up, my agents were sending me other pilot scripts because nobody thought it was going to even get picked up. And then no one thought it would get a second season. And I remember... There was this hotline that you could call. Somebody got this hotline, and it was the ratings hotline. And every Wednesday morning, because our show originally aired on Tuesdays, me and Phyllis would call the hotline (laughs) to hear what our ratings were. And we knew the number we had to get in order to to stay employed. And we would hover around her little phone and listen on speakerphone to see if we'd hit the mark or not. That is and such we did a that for a long time. And it was weirdly, it was the Fox television hotline. We didn't even have the NBC hotline for some reason, but Fox would say all of the, all of the overnight ratings. Did you feel sick
3: every oh time gosh, you called? So yes.
4: Nervous. Yes. Because, you know. I can't remember what the numbers were, but it would be like, oh my gosh, we have to have higher than 2.7. We have to be higher than 2.7. And then we're all still going to have jobs. Wow. Then you just hold your breath and hope. And it was over 2.7 every week. Yeah. I don't think we ever dipped, but it was always barely. It was like 2.8. We did it. <laughs> nice. It was never, it was never a landslide. You know,
0: it was, we were always teetering on that edge. I like how you were preparing yourself for a not surprise fire either. It's like the yes. rest of the office would have been surprised. You're like, we already knew. We already knew. that. Phyllis and I knew. <laughs> that is. So your
3: podcast, like when, when you guys obviously talk about your friendship and like your your time there. Is it like the, if you haven't watched The Office, could you still go and resonate with the podcast if you are not an office maniac?
4: Well, hopefully. So what we do is each week we it's a rewatch podcast. So we started watching from the beginning and we go in order. So first of all like if you you can jump around like if you love the dinner party episode, you can check out that podcast and hear a bunch of trivia and behind the scenes stories. But there's some sleepers that I had even forgotten about from being on the show that are amazing episodes like the duel when Dwight challenges Andy to a duel over their affection for Angela. I mean, it's just amazing. And so what we try to do is we try to break down the episode in an entertaining enough way that it's almost like audiobook in that way. Like you can yeah. follow the story with us and we'll give some key jokes. We'll play some audio clips while also discussing behind the scenes tidbits. And then of course, going on some best friend tangents as well.
0: How many episodes of The Office were
4: there? 201. And what are you, how many have you done? How many podcasts have you done? We're somewhere around like 115. What's going to happen when you're done?
0: Everyone keeps asking us that. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. I think Um, that everyone's going to be just so addicted to hearing the two of you talk. They're going to listen to whatever you have to say next.
4: Well, I think maybe we'll segue into... um, breaking down other things. We'd really like to break down every Keanu Reeves movie, for example. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Um, We could Um, enjoy doing something like that. We also have a bit on the podcast called Two Moms Who Google, where we get very interested in a random subject. So we thought perhaps we could have some Two Moms Who Google podcasts. And uh, then we also have a segment called Mom Detectives, where we try to get to the bottom of something. So maybe we could Mom Detectives some
3: things too. And we're going to have to figure it out. We have- listen. The mom audience (laughs) submits so much information that even if you ask them to submit something, their Google stories, what they did, Mm. it is never ending
0: what they have, what is going on in other people's houses. Oh, I've (laughs) heard, I've heard you get some good mail. Yeah. And especially when it's anonymous. You know what I mean? People (laughs) are like, this is the confessional, let's go. Yeah. I feel like there's a, like, there is so,
3: much to talk you could even do like what they do while they watch the office I bet that would be some weird stuff you know oh, what wow. they do <laughs> okay here she goes. <laughs> I feel like it's just never ending well I think that um your friendship is so inspiring uh, feel- and it, it's such a um I feel like the past few years have been so heavy and it doesn't seem to be ending and I know what the office brings to my um household it's almost like not, it's like background ambiance that makes you feel good. Like yeah. you don't want to watch anything that's too stressful, and you want to you want to laugh. And if you watch a
0: Dateline before bed, you need to watch a bit of The Office so that you can fall asleep. And it's like a palate cleanser.
3: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I and Emus Bush, if you will. And and I think <laughs> that um. I think there will be so much to talk about. And where can people buy your new book and when is it out? So that and they can, can,
0: they find can your they get yes, it on pre-order. where can they follow you on Instagram? Oh
3: my gosh. Well, you know you can pre-order, pre-order, of
4: course. It's all over yes. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, you can go to um HC.com slash office BFFs. That's HarperCollins, is putting out the book. And um they have links to all kinds of bookstores, indie bookstores, all that jazz. You can follow me on Ms. Jenna Fisher on Instagram. My last name is spelled F I S C H E R, so if you're looking for me, don't forget that C H E R. And I have links, you know, in my bio. And then you can also find us at Office Ladies Pod for this show for the the podcast. But
3: I, I love yeah. your. Conventional life that you've built. And I think for so many women, it's so inspiring to know that number one, you met your best friend in your thirties. Number two, you can really second guess it and decide you want to change what you're doing. You can design your own life, architect it, your time. I like Mm -hmm. that. Not just your life, architect your time.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's been, um, it's, it's really weird because I worked as an actor a lot when my kids were little, but they barely remember it because now my son is fourth grade, my daughter is second grade, and now I'm doing all the drop-ups, drop-offs ups, and pickups, you know, and I'm at all the things. Like, when I get off this Zoom, I am going to pick up props for the fourth grade play. I'm going to deliver them to the school, which means I get to, like, walk in and see the kids doing... I don't know what... Don't you love to visit them in their elements she and, like, see that. who are they sitting with at lunch and,
3: like, so, how is it happening? She likes to interview because like, they tell you everything, especially like the grade one and the grade the you know, second grade and first graders. They come up to you and just tell you like everything to the point where you're like, Maybe you shouldn't have told me that. You know, like where the kids <laughs> yeah, <it's
0: true. laughs> overshare about their mom and their dad and their things. I love it so much because I know we're about to end, but my mom was the office lady for like twenty years. The office lady. <laughs> at the, at the In my kids your school? To. Yes. She was uh, the, like the receptionist. So that's, that's the boss, right? I mean, that's that, I mean, that goes above the principal. She knows everything that's going on. So I would always be in the school all the time. And I'd always be hanging with the kids, going early, walk around the school. Like I owned the place because my mom was the boss. Yeah. COVID came and they didn't let me in the door. And I literally don't know, didn't know how to let my kids go to school without being able to barge in at any time. But I mean, I guess they, became, they the, the last two are probably more independent now because their mom's not always roaming the, roaming the halls. <laughs> No this will be my this will be my first
4: time on the campus like during a school day yeah since all of the covid stuff like the oh, fa- i'm but like i'm when i i saw in the email where they said if you're on set crew or props crew we'll put you on the list to be allowed to come on campus and I was like, I'm I'm signing up. I yes. got to go. I want to do it. Because I used to be the mom who would sign up to hand out pizza for Pizza yeah. Friday or, Yeah. you know, volunteer in the library, whatever it was. Because I love getting that little, like, I don't know. I just like being in their yeah. little world, you know? Totally. And yes. they'll just walk by and kind of shyly wave or whatever. And it's just so cute. Oh, you are such a nice mom. I love that for your kids. Aw. You guys, I just can't believe I'm talking to you. Can I, I have to say a couple of things. Okay. Okay. Your rosé is a triumph. Everyone must drink this wine. It is so good. It is so good. And I, I need to know everything about how you did that. We don't have to talk about it now, but I am so impressed. Thank you. It's really good. I want to order like a whole case of it. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. You, I'm going to give it out to people. It's so uh-huh. good. Everyone you needs are... to know it. Like, it's Thank real good. You. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You're the best. That's and really the other thing about. I wanted to say, because I listened to your interview with um, Zibby Owens. Yes. yes. Angela and I wrote our own book. We did not have a ghost writer. I know you guys talked about ghost writers and yep. I just want your listeners who also heard that to know that Angela and I, we toiled over this book for three years. Oh my gosh. We poured our hearts into it. We wrote it. And of course we did have those other things you guys talked about with like, you have a copy editor. Yep. We did not, and I still don't. Did you guys wrote a book? Like you've written two books. How it, do you um, like do tense you know, where it's like, I would change from like past tense to present tense. I don't know in telling a story, I'm an oral storyteller. So to yes. become a written storyteller
3: is a whole other crazy <laughs> process. And years, no one knows how long it years. actually take. Like, I don't I heard someone recently like I wrote the book during the pandemic and got it out I'm like I don't maybe if you're like Danielle
0: Steele and you write erotica yes. like constantly you can yes. rip it out but the rest of us it's yeah, especially like especially if it's not like that's not your job is to just be an author that's it, such a learning curve it is yes. they were and then we were actually doing the audio version and the audio person was like You've screwed up the tense here. You have to go back and fix this while we're doing the we're audio. Trying to yeah we yeah we had to fix a bunch of things and when we were audioing it we were like ad libbing and switching up. She's like you can't you can't do that. You have to read it right from the book. And I'm like oh this is so stressful. Yeah,
3: so we got right down to when we were doing the audiobook there was edits which is highly wrong like highly not good.
4: No, that happened to us. We recorded our audiobook just recently and we read it ourselves and uh, while we were reading it. I found mistakes but our book already went to print so we can't even fix those until what the second printing or something but I'm horrified I know there's this one where like I didn't introduce a person but with their first and last name I just like threw out their first name (laughs) and you're like who is this person like did you not want to give us like some context Amazing. And so in the second version, I'll fix it. But yeah, yeah, when we were reading the audiobook, I would be like, oh man, I hate how I worded that. Yeah. You know, is that and something like, should back. you read your book out loud before you turn it in for the yes. final version?
3: I guess so. We even had our moms read it. Like it just, I guess because yes. it fricks you when you're reading it. Yeah. And then it just it just goes. And I think also people need to know that pre-order is for some reason more important than the post-order, which is very confusing when you're supposed to get your pre-orders in. So if anyone's listening and wants to buy your book, pre-order is a great thing for everybody. Yes, please. It's true. It makes you look
4: really good to the publisher and the more pre-orders that come in, the more they push your book, like the more pre-orders then the better placement you get in the store. Like yeah. if you have a bunch of pre-orders, then they'll put your book right as people walk in on the little kiosk.
0: Isn't that so you crazy? Gotta, it's a whole industry, right? It's a whole racket. And yes. so you got to, you got to get that stuff in. Yeah. Otherwise you have to send your teenagers in to go reposition all the books at the store. <laughs> okay. That's what I did with my first book. I would yes. go into
4: bookstores and it would be facing where you just see the spine. Yes. I'd be like, I don't think so. We're we turning that know.
0: cover, cover forward, please. Oh my gosh, as two would be like, there's our and then we'd go search for our it. daughters would put it on the computer. They'd search the words so that when you walked up to a computer to search for another book, our book would be <gasps> up there. That is genius. That's genius. Clever kids, clever kids. Oh, I well, love call- them. I know, I know. Well, we will let you go. It was so nice to meet you in person. Honestly, it feels like we know you so well. It's it's a weird, I'm not only from the office, but you're, it just your Insta stories. We get to see the real you all the time. And we are we, we love your content. We love everything you do. We love your friendship. And we can't wait to meet you in person.
4: Oh my God, the respect is mutual. I literally like don't even want to leave your car. I can't believe I'm talking <laughs> to you guys live in person. You're the best. And we can't and wait to beat Angela. And yeah. then it'll be a foursome.
3: Yes. We'll do it again. Okay.
2: Thank oh, you so
0: much. Thank you ladies. Thank Bye. you. Bye.